Janaid, of course, I'm Trish with uh, Simply Surviving Urban Forming with Trish. And I saw your B video, mm-hmm. which is awesome. And that's one of the things that I plan on doing in the future, but I just don't know anything about it. Sure. I don't have all the answers. So, mm-hmm. of course, that's why I reach out to others who can kind of guide me as well as my platform on how to start a beehive. Mm-hmm. What would be the first step in starting a beehive? Absolutely. So the first thing that you want to find out, depending on your location, and now there's beekeepers in every city and every state. Mm-hmm. So the number one thing you want to do is look for a local beekeepers meetup group. Once you okay. find this meetup group, you can then, of course, meet with them. And uh, the bees that you will be purchasing will be from one of these beekeepers. And of course, uh, you know, they have an operation and depending on the training and whatnot, usually this is around the time, the springtime is when we started getting our beehives okay. and get them set up. So when I went through the program uh, about three years ago, I went through an eight-week course mm-hmm. that, that my local uh, president of the beekeepers group, you know, put together. And when you go through the the training, you go through the um, meeting, basically you're learning from this book. And he said, okay, the first thing we want to know, we want to learn about the bees. We want to learn about their anatomy, you know, what they need to survive, what their maladies are, especially bees have uh, lots of parasites, lots of different things that they are Mm -hmm. affected with. So we want to make sure that we, you know, also address those things is Um, there a particular uh species of bees that you should get depending on the region that you live in yeah so here's the cool thing honeybees are not native to the united states or the north america at all honeybees are actually native uh to europe asia and africa um so The bees that survive here and that do really well are mostly Carnolians and or Italian bees, as well as Russian bees. So those are some of the bees that that you'll find. Now, the most bees that we find here uh, that are local to the environment are a mixture of Carnolian, Italian. They're like a mix bees, right? Because mm-hmm. over the years they've made it, and you know they've just grown. To be mm-hmm. in this area, so you want to get the bees that are local uh, to your area and from your local beekeeper. So, what city mm-hmm. are you located in, or what state? Uh, Georgia. Georgia. Atlanta. Okay. Georgia. All right. So there are a ton of beekeepers down there as well. So mm-hmm. you will not have a problem, you know, connecting with them and and learning more about or going through that course even to you know get your beekeeping started. Um, there are a lot, sure, go ahead. Now I was curious about the eight week course or program that you went through. Mm -hmm. Do the, um, beekeeper group provide that, or is that something you do online or? So it, this was all local. So we had, we, I took this course, you know, we, we went locally and I think last year or earlier this year, he might've done it virtually. I can't remember. I'll have to find out and check from him. But before I even went into that, there's a ton of YouTube videos um, that also, you know, taught me a little bit about beekeeping. There's a ton of, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of YouTubers 
that yeah. talk about beekeeping a lot more than I do because I have a lot of different hobbies be yeah. since beekeeping is just starting back up. So I, I figured I'd just post that video uh, trying to, you know, trying to figure out where I want to go with that. But yeah, that um, I can forward you some beekeeper videos and, and um, find out if there's a virtual course available around beekeeping so that, that you can learn uh, you know how how to get yeah how to get started with beekeeping. One of the things that I've been nervous about, as far as my journey with beekeeping, mm -hmm. is my neighbors, because mm -hmm. of course I'm not as educated as as I should be for one, yeah. and I don't know how to control the bees. I don't know if they would venture out to my neighbor's property or how that would work. Is there a way to maintain your bees on your own property? No, that's something that we do not control. Bees can travel anywhere up to three to five miles to find mm -hmm. the pollen, to find the nectar that's going to help them survive, right? So since we have, let's say we have a hive on our property, the queen lives in that hive. So mm -hmm. the bees are always going to come back to that hive. They might venture out to other places for water and uh, honey and propolis and uh, not honey. Uh, nectar and pollen and propolis but they will always come back to your to the hive now one thing that we want to we also do to manage the hive is to make sure that they have enough room to grow because okay. another thing that happens is you'll have swarms so if there's not enough room for the bees to grow inside that honey inside the hive they will eventually swarm on and leave the nest and you know go find yeah. other locations other locations to uh, find a home in so that's something that we also you know we also learn about uh, swarming okay. uh, and then talk to your neighbors like hey I'm gonna be setting up a uh, a bee yard I'm gonna be having some bees and having some local honey and a lot of the times when I went and talked to my neighbors they were, they were pretty excited they're like oh cool what yeah. flowers can we put? to help mm -hmm. your bees right so they're right. uh they're very supportive of that so how much well, acre, how much land uh do you have how much space not a lot well the location i'm at now not a lot okay not a lot so how so let's say but how i have enough um how about a half an acre okay, it's not that's, big that's plenty because that's about how i how much i have as well a half an acre of a lot and that's plenty of room for them to for you to have you know enough distance from you and the and the neighbors and then the bees are not going to bother anybody and i have a, a l-shaped creek around my house so that kind of divides one side of my neighbors mm -hmm. and then the other side so do you have water running in that creek yeah it's water there okay so the bees will have will be well you know Bees will visit that water source because that's a natural water source for them. And then they won't go to any, you know, any pools or whatever, because they do need water. Uh, yeah. Just like, you know, uh, any living thing. Like all of us, I know. Yes. I have like a, a butterfly sanctuary oh, as nice. well. I was wondering if they do, can they share that habitat? Oh, yes, absolutely. All Bees will share their habitat with all other animals. I mean, it's the humans that have the issue with sharing <laughs> with yeah, other people, yeah. right? But animals, mm -hmm. they are, they are, you know, they, they, um, 
they easily work together with each other. No, no problem at all. Okay. Like say, for example, I order bees and I hear this thing because I'm in like a beekeeping group mm -hmm. and I hear the, you know, the group members complain about mice. If I were to get a, a bees delivered, how will I be able to identify mites on the bees? Will they have like so mites, uh, usually when you when you get a new hive, uh, it's usually either you get a package or a nuke, depending on, you know, which route you go to. Um, usually the beekeeper that's delivering or selling you the hive will say, you, you know, they've done mite control and they are, you'll, you'll get like a green sticker saying that mm -hmm. they were tested for mites. Mm. So okay. over time, uh, as the year goes by, you want to test for mites, you know, basically take out 300 bees, put them in a sugar jar, and then you shake them around and it'll, it'll show you the difference of, you know, if there are any mites at, at all. So that's, okay. again, something that you test for over okay. time. So initially, mm -hmm. when you get a package of hives, a package of bees, you shouldn't have to worry about that because they uh, would have been tested. Yeah, they would have been tested already. What do you think about um, the energy that you bring when you're caring for your hive? Mm -hmm. Does that even matter? Yes, it does. Because it's if you bring calm energy to the bees, they can mm -hmm. sense that you're calm. But if you're mm -hmm. erratic, if you're, you know, if you're not comfortable, mm -hmm. if you're nervous, right? So they can sense that immediately and they oh, will right. attack. I mean, they won't really attack because you're not really bothering them. But mm -hmm. uh, Depending on how calm you are, they can sense that. And over time, yeah, over time you will, you know, you'll be like, okay, these guys are not going to bother me there because if they were to attack you, that means they, they, that they're doing a kamikaze mission that they're going to kill themselves. Yeah. Because when the bee attacks uh, and, uh, you know, they insert their stinger in your body, it has barbed wire. So, as it be attaches that to your body and pulls off, it's actually killing itself. Oh, wow. Attract other bees to that location that said, hey, there's an attack. And basically there's a pump attached to that stinger that's constantly mm -hmm. pumping the venom in, inside of you. So, so true soldier, that's what I'm hearing. True soldier, exactly, yeah, <laughs> they're amazing. So I guess lastly, I just want to talk about um, PPO, like equipment and protecting yourself. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel you're calm or in sync with the bees, equipment is important, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you, you definitely want to get yourself a, a bee suit, which, which includes a head covering, a full jacket. They, they even have full, full get-ups. So uh, it's kind of like a jump jumper, jumpsuit or whatever. But again... In Atlanta heat, it might get too hot to put all that yeah. layers on, right? So yeah. just a top jacket with a hat, uh, and then you want to put on jeans with long, you know, long uh, legs, yeah. and then into boots, and then you basically tie the bottom just just in case a bee, you know, finds a way in down there. Yeah. So those are definitely important things that you want to get. And then uh, the number two, you also want to get a um, a hive tool kit as well as a smoker. So these three okay. things are super essential. The Hive Toolkit helps you to remove the top cover, remove the boxes from each other. Because over time, what bees will do, they will go to plants and they'll bring propolis, which is basically like a sealant. Mm -hmm. And they'll seal 
the two so for example a box is sitting on the top of the next box mm -hmm. usually air will still seep in so what the bees do they like a temperature controlled environment so what they'll do is they'll bring in this glue which is out of, which is uh, called propolis from plants and mm -hmm. they will seal up every single hole. So there's only two entrances, the top mm -hmm. and the bottom, and that they can control yeah. the temperature through that. Wow. Yeah, and so, so the bees, they only live, what, 45 days? Yes, yeah, so bees, uh, worker bees uh, live for about 45 days, um, anywhere from four to six weeks, depending on how much work they're doing. And then um, a queen bee will live up to two to three years. Oh wow! Yeah. So she's truly a queen for real. She's truly a queen, and <laughs> and um, she's she's almost she's basically the egg layer, right? So mm -hmm. the worker bees will control and tell you know feed the food to the queen mm -hmm. bee to tell her, okay, now it's time to start laying. Now it's time to stop laying. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, so they control that on the on the queen bee, but the worker bees also. Um, decide if the queen is the queen needs to be replaced so they'll build queen okay. cells in mm -hmm. the hive and then uh and that's what happens when you know when there's not enough room in the beehive for them to mm -hmm. grow they'll start mm -hmm. start building uh queen cells and they'll um basically uh create a new bee new queen bee so then they can swarm out and you know leave uh have enough bees for the next queen to then right. swarm again to so, probably yeah. relocate maybe yeah relocate and whatnot just like our human bodies has cells that generate and they basically replicate mm -hmm. the entire way that's entirely how a queen or, or a beehive also uh works so yeah. at a certain time, they will then want to split and, you know, duplicate. So, uh, yeah, it's really important to, you know, um, get that early training. There's a few books that I can recommend okay. uh, that talks about and that, you know, we went through uh, for our class. There's a ton of information in, in these books. That you can I want to thank you for your time today. Yeah, I really appreciate it because it's like, you know, connecting with people who know and who experience it every day, you can't you can't read that. You can't yeah, get yeah. it anywhere. So I really appreciate you. But is there any um, things that you would like to um, suggest that I didn't bring up? Um, great question. So as a beekeeper, right? So the, the reason I went into beekeeping, right? So you're focusing on the urban uh, as an urban beekeeper or urban farmer, you know, mm -hmm. bees not only help to pollinate your plants, they're, mm -hmm. they're also a pure source of sugar or pure source of honey, yeah. which also helps your seasonal allergies. So that's mm -hmm. really, really important. Um, making sure that the, the bees have proper ventilation, proper sun, water uh, access, you know, is really important as well. And... Um, I'm not sure how long the 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 summers are or the the spring is mm -hmm. in Atlanta, but here in Northern Virginia, we only get about five months of good pollination, like where they can go and get mm -hmm. ton of honey. In mm -hmm. places like Australia, where there's warmer weathers, mm -hmm. bees tend to have you know a lot more months 
of pollination, a lot more honey production. So we have we're limited to five months of production. So what we do is we provide them with sugar water when there's not when there's uh you know summer dearth, meaning there's no pollens, there's no. So making sure you're a good uh, beekeeper, you want to make sure that all of those things are uh, in place. And the okay. books definitely give you a really good foundation. But again, connecting with other beekeepers that are local to you mm -hmm. will also help you be a better beekeeper yourself. Okay. I think also um, talking with your provider or your doctor just to see if, you know, you have some sort of bee allergies. Because mm -hmm. I, God forbid, if I get bit and then I, yes. I, you know, have an allergy that I had no wasn't aware of yes that's a really good point so there's two types of um reactions that you can have a localized reaction where if you got stung in a certain place mm -hmm. uh you'll see you it's it's a similar reaction to uh, what you have with when a with a mosquito bite right yeah. or you have a secondary you know reaction which is similar to an allergic reaction like that, mm -hmm. that we get from foods and other rashes. Mm -hmm. So if that if you have an anaphylactic reaction to be more medically terminal, mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you get checked for okay. that. Yeah, so that's really important. And I think a simple blood test can help, um, mm -hmm. you know, tell if you have um, bee allergies. Now, I'm not 100% sure how that can be combated if you have bee allergies. What mm -hmm. consuming honey help with the bee allergies? I'm not 100 percent sure, so that's something that I'm gonna have to look up as well. All right, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Rich. Thank you I appreciate so much. it, and um, I appreciate you.